Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just Nas Science Podcast. Each episode, we debunk ridiculous yet common science misconceptions we find online and get just a little salty about them. I'm Lauren. And I'm Nick. But before we get started, we'd love to have you come check out our Twitch page. Twitch is a totally free platform that allows you to interact with us in real time. We're usually in the kitchen cooking food, but we drink out of shoes, Jerry dances with us, and we talk about food science as we're cooking. Click the link in the episode description to watch our channel trailer and see what it's all about. So today we're going to check in with the country and see how we're handling COVID. Spoiler, not great. I think it's safe to say that everyone, uh, myself included, is pretty tired of coronavirus and hearing about it. But it's important that we do these updates every so often. So to date, there have been nearly 3.8 million cases in the United States alone and over 17 million cases worldwide. The global mortality is still about what we reported last time at just over 4%. Though here in the States, the mortality rate is a little lower at 3.6%. 3.6. I don't know why she did that. And that's probably to do with the uh, better health care that we have. Uh, and by better health care, I mean the doctors are really good, but good luck getting that health care. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people on Twitter and other social platforms saying that it's a 1% mortality rate, which is absolutely not true that's for specific age groups Uh, but the overall mortality is 3.6 and while the difference between 3.6 and 1 might not sound like a large difference it absolutely depends on the context for example if i told you i was going to break three of your bones or one of your bones which one would you pick you'd be like three is kind of a lot of bones to break and but if i offered you if, you, if you're going to eat three M&Ms or one M&M, they're not going to make a difference at all nutritionally. Also, if you eat just one M&M, you're kind of a psycho. Who? <laughs> I've had, I had one M&M. I am stuffed. <laughs> oh, you want to you be bad today? Oh, let's, let's split an M&M. Oh, my God. Just not a bag, just one. Behave. <laughs> Were you trying to do an Austin Powers impression? Maybe, yeah. I, I, I like half went for it, so it just fully sucked. Fully sucked it did. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's get back to it. Let's do a little exercise. So in 2019, the U.S. population was 328 million, which means that 1% of the population would be about 4 million. Um, so let's say it was a 1% mortality rate. That would be... 4 million COVID deaths. So let's pretend that we say fuck it and just open the country entirely. Uh, People can go to Disney World. They can eat indoors at restaurants, whatever the hell else they want. Um, Because this is America. No one is allowed to tell us what to do. Um, So we America it up. And now let's say 10% of the population gets infected. Right. So that would mean that 32.8 million people would then be sick. And with a 3.6% mortality rate, that would equate to about a million deaths. Sure, it's still the vast minority of the country, but 
32.8 million people would still be sick, and then each one of those individuals would spread it to about two to three more people. So within just a few days, we'd be at nearly 10 million cases. Um, and so therefore, the, tri- the deaths will also triple. So it gets out of hand pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, this is true. This is an extreme case and a drastic scenario that yeah, we're painting. Sure. Um, and I'm sure many people would classify that as fear-mongering. Um, but we over here like to call it science and math. I mean, I know it's a pretty foreign concept to most people, but, you know, it's a thing. I know it sounds like we're being super aggressive towards you. <laughs> super and, petty. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. The people listening to our show are probably not the people that need to hear this. It's not for you. <laughs> like if you're if you're listening to this, you probably get it. Like you, we're probably chill. <laughs> you get it, right? But just on the off chance that you are, you know, maybe you're just trying to get more education. Maybe you, maybe you, you know, don't. Maybe you're on the fence, or you're you're hearing conflicting reports, and you're not sure what to believe. I get it. I I stay uh, stay. I don't stay. I I say. Believe the scientists and not the guy you know on Facebook. Unless the guy you know on Facebook is a scientist. Then maybe, you know, like me. I'm a guy you know, and I'm a scientist. <laughs> but is is this scenario that we painted possible? Of course it is. It's Again, it's, it's extreme and it's unlikely, but it's certainly possible. Uh, and w- really, would you feel the same about the coronavirus if one of your friends or your family were part of that 3.6 mortality rate? You know, like you said, it's dramatic and it's morbid and it's scary, but there's an absolute possibility it could happen. And to prevent such a, uh, like you said, drastic scenario, we need to take it seriously. There's a reason so many events were canceled or postponed there's a reason I didn't have my bachelor party back in May, which I'm still pretty bummed about. But in New York right now, the numbers are pretty good. And some smaller events are starting to be allowed to happen again outdoors. But it doesn't mean the risk is zero, especially when you compare it to other states like Florida, which is just a shit show. You know, you can really see how... Opening things up like Disney World will start to have cases start to climb. Or just you basically reopen before you had it under control type thing. You know, and we still may have to postpone our wedding that's supposed to be in November. And, you know, it's not because we necessarily want to or because, you know, we think we're going to get this bad flu, which I still don't understand how people think this is a flu. Two totally different viruses. Um, that's because we know what would happen if individuals like Nick's dad got sick with COVID. I mean, there's a good chance he would die. Just, just saying, he he's dead. He he is he's a goner. He's done so. <laughs> he's a he's a good candidate for that. Okay, <laughs> he's um, not good at many things, but damn it, he's good at this. <laughs> he's just extremely high risk. You know, um, I feel like you should be saying these. Things. <laughs> All right, fine, I'll say it. He's he's obese, and and what you know, so is a lot of the other country. Oh, a lot of wait, what? A lot of the rest of the country. Thank you. He, he smokes, he's a diabetic, he has pulmonary issues. I can keep going, but you get the point. Um, so, I mean, but people may be like, but Nick, it's not our fault your dad didn't take care of himself. His health is not my responsibility. Someone actually did say that to us on Twitter. Um, the statement that other people's health is not their responsibility. So this is not made up at all. Uh, and, and it's easy 
to think that, but really, we're constantly protecting each other. You just might not realize it. Driving drunk is dangerous because of the probability of getting into an accident. And it's pretty well known that the drunk driver often gets hurt less than the person who was not drinking because they're much more loose and they just kind of go with it versus getting really tense. I'm just going to go with the flow right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to flip over with this car. It's totally fucking rad. Uh, I'm not not making light of... uh, of drunk driving accidents. They're no, we're just serious. trying to highlight how fucking idiotic they are, though. Right. So, not being able to drive drunk hurt is a benefit to other people more so than yourself. Right. Also, not being able to yell bomb or fire or some other similar word in a movie theater or plane is protecting others. Bomb, 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 bomb. What was that on, like, Meet the Parents? I yes, think yes, it was. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's there's a chance it can incite a riot. People can get, get scared. Trampled, they, yeah. Yeah, fights and trampling and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. think Black Friday, you know, door buster at Walmart type <laughs> shit. My God. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff that can happen. And also something as simple as not smoking in the car with children. Obviously, that's to protect the children, not necessarily you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all these things, they're not illegal or, or they're not... Some are. Some, some of and those some are, are just frowned upon. But they're not for your protection, but the protection of others. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other examples that I'm not thinking of. But, you you know, you get the idea. It's absolutely your responsibility to protect your neighbors and, and fellow human beings. Obviously, this isn't to say it's your responsibility to, like, knock on that door and be like, hey, did you get 30 minutes of cardio in? And how much broccoli did you eat today? Like, there's a line. People will be pounding down our door. (laughs) Nick did not eat broccoli all week. Can you imagine if somebody had to, like, somebody else was responsible for logging my diet? They'd have a hell of a job. They'd be like, how is he alive? (laughs) I, I eat, like... A scavenging raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there's a line. And, you know, the government can't cross that line. It's a really tricky line. It's a narrow line. But it is our obligation morally to protect and help each other. But I I will say the the play Hamilton, I don't know if people overseas know as much about this play. It was a really popular play on Broadway about Alexander Hamilton, one of our founding fathers here in America. And I've I've seen it twice now on on video. And we, we don't have the money to see that live. Yeah, we can't go see that in person. <laughs> <laughs> Had to wait till that was streaming. Um, but I've seen it twice now. And I have to say that these ideals that the government shouldn't be far reaching and these individ- everyone has these individual rights that the government can't touch do span back to this the birth of our nation like this was something that was driven home a lot in this play and i was like damn it if you all know that there was a couple pandemics coming after this and that would cause a problem maybe you would have eased that back a little bit right now now don't get me wrong i am all for individual rights and liberties but i think it's unfair to say that we're americans and we're entirely free we could do anything we want and that's obviously not true there are laws whether they protect yourself 
other people's property or other people's health and well-being. Laws exist. You do not have all the rights and freedoms that you think you do. You have much more than, say, a lot of other countries. But, you know, we do have to understand that there is a responsibility socially to each other. It's part of the social contract you agree to just by living in society. It's why you return your shopping carts even though it doesn't necessarily benefit you. God, we had this discussion on our Twitch stream about, like, the shopping cart theory. Really interesting stuff. I'm not a psychologist or anything, but, like, I think it's pretty accurate. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you know, think about it. If you saw somebody just pass out on the floor waiting for the bus, would you step over them or would you keep walking? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Those, those are the those same thing. Those both sound horrible. <laughs> those, those are the same. Would you step over them and keep walking or is it your responsibility to call 911, which, by the way, please don't, perform, please don't perform first aid on anyone unless you're trained to do so. It's your duty to call for help and stay with the individual until medical assistance arrives. So I just wanted to get that out there. A little PSA for you. Yeah. <laughs> which stands for public service announcement, if you don't know. Oh, wow. We are just fucking educating on all fronts today. <laughs> So let's let's tackle this hot button question is why are Americans especially so resistant to masks? There's a lot of other countries that had some like pretty seemingly out of control infection numbers have really reined it in by now because most people have assumed like, all right, wearing wearing masks benefits everyone and we can get back to normal a lot quicker. Um, so why is this such an issue? We, we touched on it with talking about Hamilton and like it's really buried deep in our country's ideals as a free country. Um, but I also feel like there has to be something else to it, right? And I feel like a lot of sources have tried to tackle this. Like, like does it remind people of, like, bank robbers and just, like, criminals with ill intent? I never really thought of that. Like, the idea that hiding your face is, like, sketchy or suspect, at least to us here in America. Other, other countries... Uh, a lot of Asian countries, they wear masks all the time. Nobody thinks twice, but we it's not commonplace here in America and, and I would imagine a lot of Europe. So to hide your face, you know, maybe people don't like that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a cultural thing, right? Like you said, it's very always been or like much more so been accepted to wear a mask in a lot of Asian countries, um, especially after SARS. Um, it's just not something you see culturally here. And I've been reading some stories about, you know, black people in stores getting harassed more when they're wearing masks because people just assume they are suspicious. So I can understand like some people may not want to wear it because of social issues, social justice issues, which isn't a totally separate issue in itself that needs to be addressed. But I think we're also getting a lot of mixed messages from the top here in America. Um, you know, for the longest time, the president was saying that wearing masks is voluntary and that he himself is choosing not to. So leading by example was not something that was even considered for months and months. Though recently, I will say the president has been seen wearing a mask. He, he actually tweeted a, a, a picture today, July 20th, of him wearing a mask. And in the tweet, he stated that wearing a mask is patriotic. He then, of course, made the tweet about himself saying how great he is, but at least he's promoting wearing a mask. <laughs> I feel like someone had to hold him down and strap that thing to his face. 
Yeah, but it's just like really ridiculous things out there. Like even Mike Pence, our VP, visited a health clinic without one. I mean, he he later apologized for it, but it's like seriously. Yeah, how did none of his aides just be like, you really need to put this on? Like, I even think be they cameras. went to, like, a mask factory without wearing a mask. Like, there's literally a mask within arm's reach of you everywhere you go, and you won't even put one on. Wasn't he, like, in charge of the whole yes. coronavirus task force thing? Oh you you would think that, like, that would be number like, one. Like, step one. <laughs> step one. Acquire a mask. <laughs> And it's crazy because I think in the beginning when we were facing like a shortage of masks, a lot of people were complaining like, oh, you don't have enough masks for us. This is ridiculous. Well, we have to reserve them just for medical professionals. And then now that we have enough, they're like, nah, you're infringing on my rights. It's like you just can't make anyone happy. What do you think that all these people who refuse to wear masks are going to dress up for as how like during Halloween? <laughs> like, what are they going to go as? I don't know. but You think they're real fun at parties? I bet they are. Oh, my God. They'd love to tell you all about their scientific beliefs. I also thought that would make you laugh more. So I'm a little, <laughs> no, I'm a little upset now, but it's okay. I do find it very interesting that a lot of these people who are protesting masks, like these anti-maskers, are holding signs that say things like, my body, my choice. And I'm like, wow, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you remember that when a different topic comes up. Yeah, Just the, saying. There's, there's a lot of... Um, Contradiction? Yeah, like, uh, I don't even want to get into it. Honestly, it's it's not it's not worth it for now. We're not a, we're not a political podcast, and we're, I'm going to say that again later. <laughs> but just know there's a lot of contradictions in this. Happening right now. But hey, you know that saying, like, history repeats itself? <laughs> well, I was reading some... Articles that delved back into the 1918 flu. Um, that was like the last big pandemic we had. And Amer- a lot of Americans resisted wearing masks then as well. Almost like the exact same thing happened then as it did now. Right? People were trying to sue over these mask mandates. Um, rest- and sue over restaurants closing. Things like that. And, and largely the courts sided with the government's mandating the mask for public health. Um, But then because of this, a much larger second wave of infections occurred. And we were kind of seeing that like during when New York was the epicenter of the epidemic here, you know, we're like, oh, my God, these numbers are outrageous. And then now we're now that that's under control, we're setting record breaking numbers every freaking day here with like Texas, California and the south and southwest. Like it's crazy. We just smashed that initial curve. I'm afraid to say Florida too many times in, in one day. Like it's like a like a Beetlejuice situation. It's out of control. <laughs> out of control. But yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that goes to show you that there is a long tradition of resisting government mandates and promoting individual rights in the U.S. I mean, even when it's like against your health. I, I don't know. But I also think the health advice was a little unclear in the beginning uh, and a little contradictory at times. Like, don't wear a mask, save it for medical professionals. Now you should wear a mask. Sure, there was some back and forth, but I mean, that comes with a new virus. We don't know everything about it. We have to learn and figure out what's going on. It just speaks to the impatience of, I think, the human race. We're not generally very patient. I actually saw someone talking about that, uh, that that idea that like health advice was unclear um 
from different organizations like the CDC and WHO, and people are like, see, they can't get it together. But what the general public doesn't know is that this is what science and medicine research is like. They just don't see it. They see the finished right. product. They see, hey, this is what you have to do. We've been studying this for the past few years. This this is the protocol. But now it's Now the studies are like happening out in the open. And right. Every, yeah. Everything's in real time in your face. And, and you get to see that science and medicine is very sloppy. I was just saying, a little messy at times, it, you know? It is. And it's, but it's a learning process. Yes, it is. And unfortunately, when it comes to people's lives and health, nobody wants to, like, nobody wants to be the one learned on. Like, right. you want to be the lessons learned. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, we, we messed up. You don't up. be the guinea pigs. Yeah, we messed up 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, but, like, we got it straight now. Which, in all fairness, though, to the scientific and medical community, they did learn a hundred years ago. Yeah. And... <laughs> we have learned a lot. So I, I think it's very interesting to see that the general public's um, kind of like first exposure to real scientific research and, and, you know, arguments back and forth between experts and who yeah. thinks what. And... They're not handling it too well, though, I think. Well, that's why everyone's not a scientist. And that's why we are spiking like crazy right now. <laughs> but the last thing that I think we, um, that I want to talk about at least, is the just overall distrust of the government. And in the U.S. or just saying in general? I'm going to specifically talk about the U.S. I would yeah. imagine it's pretty widespread, but I only have data on the U.S., so let's talk about that. Less than 20% of Americans, on average, stated that they trust the government either always or most of the time. And this isn't anything new. This isn't like a Trump-specific thing, so I don't want to paint that picture. Overall distrust has been increasing for the past 20 years. Um, and, and I think the last time it was over 50% was almost like 2001 or something like that. Or like it, It's been really low that means less than half the population in america mm. trust the government and i it's it's wild and i really do understand the growing distrust uh the seemingly growing political divide bashing of candidates and the lack of fulfilled promises it's a lot to like to take in and like i said before we're not a political podcast, so I don't want to get too deep and involved. But when it starts affecting the health of so many Americans, we do have to acknowledge it. Absolutely. And I hate to bring it up again, but Hamilton, um, pretty good play, Can by I, the way. Wait, okay. I know, I know we're getting ready to wrap up here. But Lauren, I used to listen to the Hamilton soundtrack all the time. And Lauren would be like, oh, Nerd. turn it off. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Lauren, she would yell at me, be like, oh, why well, I don't want to listen to this. Like, I don't like musicals, this and that. And then finally, the day Hamilton went live on Disney+, Plus, I watched it, smile on my face, ear to ear, and Lauren was just on her phone for like half of it. And then eventually something clicked where she's like trying to get into it a little. She was asking me some questions. So don't let this fake personality right here. <laughs> All right. Well, the, the thing was like 10 hours long, so I had to get into it. <laughs> I had to at some point. Yeah, fair enough. Took off half the day. Um, <laughs> but but in the play, they even acknowledge very little, but it's there about how, you know, like Washington and some of the founding fathers warned against having 
a two-party political system because it can create atmospheres like we're seeing today in the U.S., where it's very like one against the other rather than a united front. Um, and I think that also adds to distrust because you, a lot of people automatically just distrust the other half, like the other party, right off the bat. Yeah, it's my um, side versus your side. When that's it's really should be, hey, we're the American government, and this is what's best for the public. Right. Think about it. I mean, it's it's split fairly evenly. Um, I don't know the exact percentages of Republicans and Democrats, but if you think about it, half, literally fifty percent of the country is always like disappointed or like they're 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 like, oh, my party didn't win, so it's like fifty percent didn't get what they want half the time. Like it's kind of crazy. I don't know. But how do you ever get anything done? Uh, yeah, and it's very difficult to get things done. So. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, let's, um, that's going to do it for us today. Like I said, I do not want to, to go too far down the political rabbit hole. We can spend way too much time on that. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and especially share. It takes literal seconds to hit subscribe and click the five-star review button. Anyone who needs fall off to us. Positive ratings and shares on social media are the biggest way you can help us spread this good, good science to even more people. Speaking of you know, sharing on social media, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at JustNASScience. You can also visit our website, JustNASScience.com, where you can watch YouTube videos, read blog posts, or submit questions and suggest topics for future episodes. And don't forget, we put out new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, guys, thanks again so much for listening. Later, nerds. Later, Gators. Shazam! <laughs>